Hey everyone, welcome back to the All Things Gymnastics Podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Brittany. And this is the podcast where we talk about all things gymnastics. And this week we talk about Alexis Vasquez announcing her retirement from the sport. And we also give an update on which athletes will be coming back for the free COVID year, which is basically a free year of eligibility from the NCAA. We also have an interview with MSU gymnast Tristan Brown, who shares her story, which started with her being in the foster care system and eventually ended with her achieving her dream of becoming a college gymnast. So it's a really good one. Stick around for that. But before we get into it, we want to real quickly thank our Gold Level Patreon supporters. A big thank you to Maya A., Becca S., Nina L., David P., Stephanie S., Blake B., Elaine E., Rydog, Faith M., Kristen R., Lori S., Sabrina M., Amy C., and Erica S. Thank you all so much for continuing to support our show each month at the highest tier level. We appreciate you guys so, so much, and we hope you enjoyed today's episode. So we want to start today's episode by giving an update on the latest fifth slash sixth year announcements. It's been a couple weeks now since the end of the college gymnastics season, and we're seeing more and more posts about gymnasts coming back next season, which is really, really exciting. There's still a couple people that we're waiting on. We're waiting to see any kind of announcement from about what they're going to do. Yeah, because we're seeing a lot of retirement posts. Some people announcing that they're coming back, and some people not really saying anything at all. So that means they're considering, which makes us happy. But we do have the updated list. We want to give a shout out to College Gym Insights. We're looking at their little spreadsheet here. So thank you so much for putting this together. And I'm going to go ahead and just quickly read off the names of the gymnasts and what school they go to. This is everyone that as of right now, as of the evening of May 2nd, who we have coming back. (laughs) So starting off, we have Lexi Graber from Alabama. From Arkansas, we have Maggie O'Hara and Sarah Schaefer, which is super, super exciting. That's really, really big for Arkansas to have both them coming back. Maggie was one of the ones that I was holding out for. I'm like, please come back. Please come back. Please come back. I was waiting for that post. and We finally got it. (laughs) Super happy about that. And then from Auburn, we have Jada Glenn, Allie Riddle, and Drew Watson. From Boise State, we have Emily Molenhop and Maddie Nelson. From Brown, Alyssa Gardner. Haley P2 and Elodie Cyrene from BYU. Callie Harden from Eastern Michigan. Emily Shield from Georgia. Megan Skaggs from Florida. That's another one that we're really, really excited about. Another year of her glorious Florida teens that are so underappreciated. Her, her glorious everything. Like her glorious Yurchenko folds that she sticks cold. <laughs> her glorious bar routine with her beautiful toe point. Her wolf turns. Like ugh, everything, everything about her is so, so good. And we get another year of it. So that's another one that I'm really, really excited mm-hmm. for. Isabella Fox from Illinois State. From Iowa State, Ariana Arago, Andrea Maldonado, and Sophia Steinmeier. Leah Mitchell from Michigan State. Michaela Curtis and Kinsey Roby from Nebraska. Lauren Diggin and Kylie Cratchwell from New Hampshire. Nicole Webb from North Carolina State. Carrie Thomas and Carly Woodard from Oklahoma. Colette Yamaka and Caitlin Yanish from Oregon State. Alyssa Bonsell, Lauren Bridges, and Courtney Shinnery from Penn State. Kaylee Gillings from Pitt, Belle Huang from Rutgers, Morgan Alfaro and Hannah Nipp from Southern Utah, Tori Edwards and Faith Leary from Temple, 
Alexia Birch and Cindy Solaski from Utah, and Michaela Bug from UW Stout. So that's our list. That's who we have coming back as of right now. Still a few that we're waiting on, like we mentioned. Yeah, I think probably the biggest ones are Alyssa Bauman from Florida. I think she's one that originally going into the season, I have thought this was going to be it for her. But now that she she hasn't said anything, first of all, on social media, which is the biggest indicator that they're obviously considering it. Because right. otherwise they would have just... Like, why they, why they have you not announced your retirement? They would, they would just end it and just post the post. <laughs> Put us out of our misery. <laughs> but the fact that she hasn't posted anything tells me that she's considering it. So that's exciting. And I feel like her... Maybe I'm wrong for saying this, but I just feel like like she didn't get a 10 on beam. She, has, she didn't win a national title. Like I, I feel like her career maybe didn't go the way that she wanted to. And that's not yeah. to say that she didn't have a good career. I'm not saying that, but I just feel it, like... It could be better. Like she could have one more year of awesomeness. Like though. I feel like she had really high expectations for herself. And, you know, even like when she was on our show last year going into season, you know, she kind of laid out what her goals were for herself and for the team and... It just kind of seemed they fell a little bit short of yeah. that, which makes me think that because she hasn't posted her retirement post, she's definitely kind of weighing her options. And I think that she probably has some fire in her still to come out mm-hmm. next season and hopefully get the job done for Florida and for herself. Another group that we're really waiting to hear anything from is LSU. I feel like they're they're posting stuff about them graduating, but there's some hints in there. Yeah. They're, they're teasing us a little bit. Like Sarah Edwards, she posted on her Instagram story, and she was basically asking everyone, it was like a poll, should I come back for a fifth year? And, and everyone said yes. Yes. And... It, I can't think of them off the top of my head, but there's just been a couple things where... Haley Bryant posted, like, um, like you swipe through and she wrote a little thing on each of her teammates. And I believe for Sammy Durante, she kind of indicated, like, they were going to have another go-around, basically. Well, and Sammy Durante, I'm, I'm pulling it up right now, because she was one of them that when she posted something on Instagram, she basically said, like, I'll be back. I'm pulling it up right now. She said, blessed to have had the opportunity to do life with the most amazing group of girls I've ever met over these past four years. Beyond grateful to the... What? (laughs) What? Beyond grateful to the sport for giving me best friends for life, and I'm proud to be a part of the family today and every day. Y'all make the hardest days worth it and the good days so much better. We will be back with a wink face. We We will will be be back back with a wink face. Yeah. What does that mean? So that means she's coming back. She just hasn't announced it yet. In my opinion. <laughs> and there was somebody else. I'm I'm going to go look real quickly. There's... I think that Christina Desiderio was going to be done. Yeah. I just well, know that she's had a lot of injuries in her career. And something to note, too, not that this is really an indication of anything, but when we had Christina and Jay on the show before the season started, Jay made it very, very clear that he wants all of them to come back. And he kind of hinted at all of them coming back. But obviously, that was at the beginning of the season. And, like... It's ultimately not his decision. Like a lot can change between then and now. That was the first time that I had ever heard somebody, I don't know, I guess it was the first time I heard anybody say like they were contemplating it or like anyone was actually going to consider doing it. Christina herself, I believe, did say that she was going to consider it. Like well, because we asked her about like something about going into her senior season she was the one who brought up the mm-hmm. fact that she, it might not be her last. She might take another year. Like, we didn't even ask her. She kind of said that on her own. Yeah, album. and then Jay was like, you know, if I have anything to say about it, all of these girls will be back next year. So, 
I guess we'll have to see. I'm still trying to find. There was somebody. I guess it doesn't really matter. There was somebody else's post from LSU that it felt like a hint. <laughs> yeah. I I would expect a couple of the girls to come back. Olivia Gunter's done. No, she, she posted got, her. And she got a job. So she's like oh, did moved she? on. Yeah. Oh, nice. Um, She posted that on Instagram, I believe. Or maybe it was TikTok. But yeah, she got a job. Which, by the way, real quickly, speaking of Olivia and her TikTok, um, she posted like a graduation TikTok and Arby's commented on it and said congratulations. Why? I don't know. Was, did it have anything to do with Arby's? No. It was just her like in front of like the, there's like the football stadium and a big LSU sign. Yeah. And she had like her hat and like her gown on. Not her hag. I should call her cat. <laughs> she had her she had her baseball hat on. <laughs> I don't know why I said that so awkwardly. She had her cap and gown on, and it was just like her like spinning around in front of the stadium. Like that was it. And, and then Arby's commented, "Congratulations." That's so weird. <laughs> it's so random. <laughs> but anyways, Reagan Campbell, I could see coming back. Bridget Dean, ugh, maybe. I think I could possibly. See if her I'm putting back. money on anyone, I'm gonna say Sammy Duranty. Sarah Edwards. And Sarah Edwards. Yeah. Reagan Campbell, maybe. I know she's kind of struggled with injuries throughout the years, but mm-hmm. I can also kind of see her coming back. I don't know. We'll have to see. That's one that I think everybody has their eyes on. For Michigan State, Leah Mitchell. So excited to see her coming back, especially with the way the last two seasons have gone for Michigan State. Obviously, for everybody, the season was canceled in 2020, but then for Michigan State this season, they really didn't get that many opportunities to compete. So... When she said she was coming back, I was super excited about that. And she's one of their best, Mm -hmm. so I'm sure Michigan State is going to be really happy to have her back, and as fans, we're really excited to see her have one more year and hopefully have it be a good one. Yeah. And then another really big name that I think everybody's waiting to hear something from is Anastasia Webb from Oklahoma. Um, We've said this before on the show, but I talked to her right before conference championships and she kind of, like, low-key implied to me that she was not going to come back. But she also did not come out and say that she wasn't going to come back. Like, yeah. She did say that she was still deciding. I think, from listening to the interview, because Ashley did it for Inside Gymnastics, so it wasn't for the podcast, obviously. But um, when she played it back to me, I was getting the impression that, I think, depending on how postseason went, was going to make, like, that was her determining factor. Like, if things went according to how she was hoping mm-hmm. they would or how maybe she thought they would, then she was, compl- like, she was content with her career. Yeah, I kind of got the vibe that also she was, she's looking into grad school, obviously, and I kind of got the vibe that she low-key really doesn't want to come back, but she's open to people convincing her otherwise. <laughs> yeah, she's like, open to being manipulated. She, <laughs> did, she did say that... Carly Water and Carrie Thomas, obviously we know they're coming back. She's close with them. She said that they're like bugging her all the time to come back. She kind of made it sound like KJ Kindler was like trying to convince her. So I think she's open to being convinced. Yeah. I think she's re- she could move on and she would be ready to move on. But you she's could also, also pull her back in <laughs> yes. for another round. I think she's literally on the edge. She's on the edge of the cliff and she's about to fall <laughs> off the cliff. And then her teammates and KJ have run a, a rope. It was in a leash. On a rope. And they're like pulling her back so please please come back (laughs) so my hunch is that she's going to come back i think so too especially with the way that 
I mean, granted, she had a phenomenal career, and she also was the NCAA all-around champion. So she did have a good ending, but Oklahoma as a whole did not have the best season. Mm -hmm. Like, they had a couple meets that were really, like, subpar for them. They obviously did not win the Big 12 championships. They lost to Denver, and then they also didn't win, you know, the NCAA title at the end of the season. So I do think that they have a lot that they didn't accomplish that maybe she wanted to or maybe she thought you know i'm sure yeah they, i'm sure they thought that they would win oh the absolutely title. and another thing too when i interviewed her i'm like spilling all the beans of my interview with friends i gymnastics but um another thing she said was that you know when she came in she kind of like in the back of her mind was expecting to win all these national titles like she came in as a freshman thinking that she was going to win all four years. She didn't She didn't say that in, like, a cocky way, but it was just, like, the expectation when you're at a school as good as Oklahoma. Right. Especially the year that she was coming in. Like, Oklahoma was winning nationals, and they were, like, the hot team. And, um, and Yeah, I mean, they still are the hot team. Well, they are, but I mean, like, I feel like there's been years in the past where... They were almost kind of expected to win. Yes, and there's not as much competition, whereas this year, like, there were so many teams that could have won on on a good day. And she acknowledged that, too. And she did, absolutely, yes. It's it's definitely not, like, a cocky thing, but, yeah, she just made it sound like she kind of knew that she had the possibility to walk out of college with four national titles, and she's actually only been a part of one national title team, partly also due to the fact that COVID one, yeah, COVID did take one whole season. Well, not the whole season, but the championship season. You know what I mean? But yeah, so I can see her coming back. Long story short, I can see her coming back. And Paulina Trotz, if you guys didn't listen to our interview last week, she's another one that kind of hinted that she's like, might come back. She might not. Yeah. She's considering it. And I initially had kind of ruled her out. I think a lot of people Because were. I think a lot of people were. So mm-hmm. I was just like, okay, like... I think one of the UCLA reporters, I, I, he's on Twitter, I don't know his name off the top of my head, but he tends to have a lot of the behind-the-scenes info regarding UCLA, and he talks to a lot of the athletes and interviews them, and I believe he was the one that kind of hinted that she might be done. And so I think we all kind of just were like, okay, she's done. But mm-hmm. then we did our interview... We were expecting her to say she was done, and then yeah. she's like, I'm considering it, and, and we're I'm like, like, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She did seem really, like, stressed about having to make the decision. But it's hard because it's not just about wanting to do gymnastics. And when we get into our interview with Tristan, you guys will hear that as well. We talked to her about that. It's sometimes, like, there's more to it than gymnastics. It's You either have to put your future plans on hold or you have to make sure that your school schedule aligns. I mean, there's other things that play into it other than just, I want to to keep doing gymnastics. And also, I think sometimes this is hard for fans to understand. And I, myself included, (laughs) I'm I'm speaking to this from a fan who has thought about this before. We view gymnasts as gymnasts. And I think sometimes we forget that they're real people with real lives, real hopes and interests outside of gymnastics. Yeah. And it's hard for us to accept that maybe someone might just want to move on and they're okay with moving yeah. on. Yeah. Like this is totally random, but just for example, someone like Lauren Farley on Michigan's team, you know, my natural instinct is they just won a national title. 
why wouldn't she want to come back next year and do it all again? That's fun, right? Mm -hmm. But, you know, she's also getting married in a couple weeks. And I think in her mind, she's probably just like... This is the perfect ending. It's a perfect ending. I'm ready to move on, go get married, and, you know, move on into my my future. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think as gymnastics fans, we think about it as like, why would you not want to come back? It's so much fun. You're going to have fun doing this, right? You want to win, right? (laughs) And it's like, I think they don't always think like that. (laughs) Yeah. Like, of course, they love gymnastics as their whole life, but sometimes they just are ready to move on and that's okay. Yes. <laughs> we support all of these athletes, no matter what they decide, mm-hmm. whether they want to come back for a fifth year or sixth year, they want to retire. We support them no matter what. Yeah. And, and sometimes we joke, whether it's on Twitter or what we're doing an interview, whatever, like, of course, like we always urge people to come back because we want them to come back. Yeah. Like selfishly as gym fans, <laughs> but like, as real people, we want them to be happy. Yes. That's what's most important. Is there anybody else that you're kind of hoping will come back or wishing would have? I think Sophia Carter's one that she did make her post on Instagram. I know. Ending her gymnastics career officially. She was one that I was hoping would come back as well. I had so much fun watching her the last four years. Mm -hmm. And I think Arkansas is really going to miss her too because obviously she was one of their superstars. Yeah. Obviously Nia Dennis from UCLA would love to see her back. But we know that's not happening. We know it's not happening, but I'm just saying I'd love to see it happen. Kyla Bryant from Stanford is another one that we haven't heard anything about yet. And I would love to see her come back as well. There's just too many. I know. <laughs> well, it's she... I don't know. I feel like this season was just so... Stanford, like... They, they didn't get the season. Yeah, they didn't get like everything they deserved to have. A lot of teams didn't get everything they deserved to have. And it's funny because I almost just said the season was really, really crappy. But for Michigan, it was really, really good. <laughs> you know, Michigan's our favorite team. But, but for like... some schools, yeah, like Michigan State, like mm-hmm. they didn't get to really have a season. Alaska didn't get to have a season. Stanford started so late in the game. It almost felt like they didn't really have a fair shot at like the postseason. They didn't have the same level of preparedness as everybody else did going into postseason so it was just hard for them to really do anything this season other than just show up and compete yeah another name that i'm just now realizing we didn't read off was mercedes sanchez yeah she wasn't She's on that list was she? no i don't think she was i did i did not read her name off. and i don't know what what was just said that triggered that in my head but i just thought of mercedes <laughs> Yeah, oh, has- I know what it was, because San Jose State also didn't look like they were going to have a season for the longest time because they took so long to actually start competing, and that's why. Stanford and San Jose State competed against each other for the first time after, like, weeks and weeks and weeks of not competing. That's why I thought of that. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess we'll throw that out there, too. Mercedes is coming back for a, a sixth year. Sixth year, yeah. So, yeah, we want to hear from you guys. Let us know out of the retirement post that you've seen – which one is the most heartbreaking to you? Which one is making you go to bed at night and cry yourself to sleep? <laughs> and out of the people that we're kind of still waiting on, who are you hoping comes through and, you know, announces that they're going to have a fifth year? <laughs> Moving on to some sad gymnastics news. Alexis Vasquez announced on social media that she's actually going to be retiring and not coming back for her senior year at Denver. She posted a video on her Instagram page where she gives a lot of details and reasons for why she's making this decision. And it seems like a lot of it stems from, you know, her mental health and well-being and kind of her almost not fitting in because she wanted to go and do other things that you could say 
every other regular college student gets to do. Yeah, anybody who's not an a-, a student athlete. Yeah, and college athletes have a lot of expectations when they come in. You know, they're expected to be 100% in, focused on the team. The team has goals. You're a part of this. You're expected to come in and just gel with the team and everything just works out perfectly, right? Like, that's kind of the expectation. Yeah, well, and also just fitting the mold of a college athlete. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of the times, even someone like Alexis with an elite background, these are girls who trained their whole lives in gymnastics, and now they're young women, and they're wanting to experience the world, socialize, meet new people, have fun in college. Like, who who wouldn't want that? You know, Mm -hmm. in, in all fairness, who wouldn't want that? And they have spent their whole lives dedicating themselves to gymnastics and being perfect and getting to this level and getting a college scholarship. And for some athletes, the reward is getting to compete and getting to contend for titles and, you know, all of that, getting a perfect 10. But for some athletes... I think, you know, we sometimes forget that they're normal people. And mm-hmm. we you know, just talked about that. May, yeah. And maybe something like that isn't fulfilling for them. Maybe they would rather go out and have a quote unquote normal college experience. And I think that from what I'm gathering, that's kind of something that Alexis was struggling with. She's mentioned before having mental health struggles and she's been very open about that which I totally love and respect I think that's very great to see that she's comfortable even when she was on the team speaking out about some of the problems that she had and how she was able to work through that and also just knowing enough about herself and knowing what she wants and even to be self-aware enough to know that she's not gelling with the team like something isn't working out here she did mention you know feeling like she was bullied on the team by some of the captains or at least one of the captains. And, you know, we don't want to speculate on who said what. Like, I, I don't feel like we should make this into a situation where it's a drama. And, you know, the gym fanatic is getting involved and trying to figure out who said what and what was going on and trying to cancel Denver. And, right. you know, I think this is something that happens on a lot of teams. And it's behind the scenes. And we probably just don't realize it. Mm-hmm. Like, there are expectations for student athletes. She did know that coming in. She did know that. And especially in a COVID year, there's even more expectations and more protocols and rules and things that you have to follow. And I think as a human being, we can all understand that that's that's hard. Mm -hmm. It's hard for all of us going out in the world, you know, whether we're working or wanting to see our family. Like, there's been a lot going on in the past year and a half, but just looking at it from the perspective of a student athlete, you know, they also have a lot going on and wanting to fulfill their dreams for college, whether that be gymnastics-wise or just something in their personal life, and then kind of feeling stuck, like feeling like they're not really able to do that because they're involved with gymnastics. There's a lot going on there, I feel like. And I think it's okay for Alexis to decide that she doesn't want to be a part of the team and she wants to go and live a normal life. I think that's okay. Like, she's not bound to the team and that's not her only pathway in life. From the team's perspective, I understand, you know, maybe being a little bit upset as well. Not that that gives anyone the right to bully anybody. Of course, we don't know the details of what was said and what happened. And it doesn't give anybody the right to be mean to her, rude to her, anything like that. Um, But I do understand if there was some frustration on her teammates and because there are a lot of girls that are 100% committed to the team, they're focused on that season, they have goals and aspirations, things that they want to do, and, you know, it's hard to go into the gym every day and work your butt off to make things happen and then have what seems like some members of your team not taking it seriously, maybe. 
So well, and especially like I said before, with this past year, year and a half, I guess two years, however you want to <laughs> sum it up. Yeah, <laughs> it all is a blur. Yeah, but with COVID, like before, if somebody wanted to go out and sneak out and go to a party. As long as they showed up at practice the next day, no one probably gave a shit. Mm-hmm. But with COVID, you're now putting your teammates at risk. And, and I bet, I'm willing to bet that that played a really big role in why why she's leaving the team now as opposed to even earlier in her career. Because she, yeah. she mentioned feeling this way her freshman year also. Yeah. But I just think that like COVID has thrown a wrench in everything because there's just another layer of concern yeah. for your teammates for other people's health for your own health yeah well she's she's putting her teammates at risk potentially for getting COVID but then in the end that would just turn into them having to quarantine and have issues with their season and you know we've seen several schools not have seasons this year because of COVID or start competing and then they had to stop because COVID so there's been a lot of COVID scares on teams and um, I can totally understand even from her teammates perspective how frustrating that would be to be doing the right thing and then have somebody who's not doing the right thing come in and ruin it for everybody. But also at the same time, I do think Alexis is entitled to do whatever she wants to do. And I think she made a good decision by stepping away. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think it's mature of her to recognize the problem, realize that things just aren't really, you know, how she wants them to be. Things aren't working out. And to kind of just move on and remove herself from that situation. That way she can be happy. Her teammates can be happy. Everyone can just kind of move on and do what they want to do. I just think it's great. Even though it's sad that she's retiring and as gymnastics fans, of course we don't want to see her go. Um, I'm glad she's doing what's best for her. And I also think it's great that she's using her platform to speak out and that she's not afraid to speak out. Yeah. Cause you know, there's so many gymnasts out there in the past or even maybe present that, maybe feel the same way that she feels that kind of, you know, feel like they didn't get along with their team or they felt judged for doing things that every other college student is doing. Yeah. And you know, when you're on an athletic team, you're sometimes made to feel like you shouldn't be doing those things or you're bad if you do those things or, you know, I, I agree. I think it's super big and it's super empowering to see her using her platform to speak not only about mental health and athletics, high level athletics and how that can affect you, but, also, just to speak about, like, her experience freely and be able to tell her own story how she wants to tell it. I, I love that. It's super empowering. And we're wishing her all the best in her future endeavors. And I hope that she has the best senior year ever. I hope she goes out. She lives it up. She has a good time and um, lives her life exactly how she wants to with no regrets. So, wishing her all the best. Okay, let's move on to our interview with Tristan Brown who just wrapped up her gymnastics career at Michigan State University. Tristan excelled in the gym and out. She is a two-time WCGA Scholar All-American, in addition to being a staple in the bar and floor lineup during her time at Michigan State. Brittany and I both were so inspired by Tristan's tenacity and her resilience and just how she was able to overcome everything that was thrown her way and go on to become a Division I college athlete, soon-to-be college graduate, and just, you know, being an incredible person. So we wanted to share her story with you guys, and we hope you enjoy the interview. I saw the feature that you did with Spartan Vision and you talked in that about your life growing up and being in the foster care system and 
that really resonated with both of us because we both work with kids in foster care. I'm working more on the adoption end of things now, but I did have foster care experience too. And I just have seen like the impact that it has on kids growing up and throughout their lives. And I think seeing where you are now in your life and you know how far you've come, I think it's an incredible story that you know, we wanted to share with our listeners. So if you don't mind just with, with whatever you're comfortable with saying, kind of sharing a little bit about your life growing up, kind of being involved in the foster care system and, you know, what your life was like. Yeah. So I was really young when I was in the foster care system. So I don't like really remember it. I was adopted when I was two. I was put in the foster care system because my birth mom drank a lot, even when she was like pregnant with me. I was born really early, so I had, like, heart monitors and all this stuff, and I, like, pulled them off one day, so, like, they were, like, beeping, and she wasn't attending to me, so I think my neighbors heard it or something, and they came and, like, called the police or CPS or something, and so then I got taken away from her, and, yeah, I just got put in the foster care system. She sobered up a little bit and had a chance to get me back, but ultimately ended up back as an alcoholic. So then I got just put in the foster care system. My mom actually works with that kind of stuff. So she found me through that and then adopted me. So, yeah. You kind of just mentioned it, but it was also mentioned in that Spartan Vision feature that you did, that you were born like 11 weeks early and you were born with FAS, which for our listeners that might not know, that's fetal alcohol syndrome. So how has that impacted your life whether it was growing up or even now still today in any way, whether that was your gymnastics, academically, in your personal life, have you seen any of the impacts of that? Yeah, um, I was very emotional as a kid. I would just throw temper tantrums over everything. I had like sensory issues. Like I did not like wearing clothes, always would rip my diapers off, like wouldn't like it. Um, Gymnastics has definitely helped with that because I could get my like dopamine flowing through my body from like jumping around and stuff. So yeah, just like little things like that. Um, Couldn't really control my emotions. We get really frustrated. And then in gymnastics, that would carry over if I was struggling like with a routine one day, I would get super frustrated like quicker than I feel like a normal gymnast would and just really hard on myself and stuff like that. So how did you get started in gymnastics? Um, My mom now put me in it when I was like three, I think, just to like help me with my sensory issues and like just again, getting the dopamine flowing to put me in like better moods and help with that part of my life. And I just kept taking classes and all I, that's all I know is gymnastics really. Yeah. So how did you end up at Michigan State? Was that kind of your dream school from the start or were you looking at other colleges? What was the recruitment process like for you? Um, I was like a really late bloomer, I would say in gymnastics. I wasn't a level 10 until senior year of high school, which is very rare. So I was looking at Eastern when I was a level nine and I really, really wanted to go there, but it just like didn't work out. I kind of just stopped talking to them and it didn't really work out for me. I think it was States of my senior year. So 2017 States. After that, I remember being at lunch at school and my mom texting me saying that John texted her, my previous coach, that the assistant coach at Michigan State like wanted to reach out to me. Nicole Jones and I was like no way like i would known her for my whole life because she would like sometimes coach at Twistars and I was like this is crazy so then she called me one day and then we just like talked about like 
my future at Michigan State. And since I was so late in the game and like I've always been a Michigan State fan, I was just like, this has to be it. Like this is, has to be where I'm going. So ultimately, I just like committed there and the rest is history. So you grew up in Duet, right? Yeah. That's pretty close to MSU. It's, you know, East Lansing, Duet, they aren't that far yeah. apart. Mm-hmm. Do you like going to school close to home? Because I feel like some gymnasts I've heard, they, they want to be far away. Like they want to go to a different state. They want to be like as far away as possible. So did you like being close to home? Yeah, I really liked it. Um, actually, at Nationals senior year, I got like a full ride offer to the University of Alaska. And I was just like, I don't know if I can go there. That's so far. Um, Very far. I was going to try and visit, but their coach ended up retiring. So that fell through. Mm. But yeah, I just didn't think I could go that far. So I really liked being close to home. Yeah. Alaska is a place that I want to visit because it's like a really beautiful state, but it just feels so far away from everything. Like I could maybe go there for like a a week or something, but I couldn't imagine going to college there. I'm a homebody. I want to stay close to home. So if I was a gymnast, I would totally be going to like one of the schools in Michigan. (laughs) Yeah. Something else I wanted to ask you about is your mom, you found out that she had a brain tumor that was October, 2019. So you were going into your junior year. I'm curious to know how you coped with that. In addition to being, you know, a full-time student, you're obviously an athlete, you have a lot going on in your life. So how did you handle the stress from that as well as all the feelings and emotions that I assume came with that news as well? Um, I feel like I tried to deal with it well. I don't know if I did. I had a lot of emotional days at practice, just like, again, back to like, if something didn't go my way, it would like trigger me so fast it helped that my mom just never seemed sick. So at the time I was living at home, freshman and junior year, I lived at home so I could like be around her more. That was probably helpful because I could just spend time with her and just seeing her not sick just made me like not super worried, you know? Yeah, it probably made you feel a little bit at ease. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I would say that, I don't know if I've coped very well. I was really struggling with like anxiety and probably a little bit of depression at the time, but um, yeah, just having a support system with my teammates and coaches and just other friends was what I leaned to the most. Yeah. So you said you lived at home during your freshman year and your junior year. Mm -hmm. So how was that? Because I feel like that's pretty unusual for a student athlete. Normally they're like on campus and you're with your other teammates. So how did that affect you? Um, I feel like it was both positive and negative. Um, A positive is that I could save money since I wasn't on scholarship Mm -hmm. other than my sophomore year of college. And a negative would be like not being super close with my teammates. I mean, I was kind of close, but ultimately like I wasn't as close as I could be since I wasn't spending like all the time with them, especially freshman year. You live in the dorms. You're literally like with the other freshmen like 24 seven because like that's almost all you have. Yeah. Um, you mentioned your your sophomore year. You got a scholarship. So yeah. A did. little bit about that because I, I would imagine that's probably a pretty good feeling. Yeah, I really didn't expect it at all. Um, I actually found out before my coaches told me on accident because I saw this email that wasn't supposed to be sent to me. So I like texted my coach and I was like, what does this email mean? I'm so confused. But yeah, they're like, surprise. And then like the next day I went into the gym, they like handed me this paper card thing that said that you earned a full ride. And I just like cried because I was like, that's insane. Like just for the year, but yeah a lot and then that year because I got the scholarship I got to like move into an apartment with my teammate and that was just like one of the funnest years of college because I was like out there living the college dream I guess you could say yeah that is so amazing that makes me like 
so happy. I love seeing athletes like work so hard and then they get rewarded with a scholarship. That makes me so happy. <laughs> Do you have that moment on video? Like when you found out, like when you got like, uh-huh. presented your, uh-huh. Uh-huh. No. <laughs> I love seeing the videos and watching everyone cry. <laughs> I know. I don't think anyone videoed it. And plus I kind of already knew. So yeah, yeah. I was going to ask you like if you got emotional, but to be honest, it probably was ruined by the fact that you saw that email. It probably took away some of like the initial shot. Cause you're like, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> and they announced it to you but I mean still that is that's so amazing so we're happy that you got to be on scholarship even if it was just for a year that's it's yeah anything helps yeah totally well and I just even compared to like the average person like you know a lot of college students are you know paying for themselves so even just to have one year paid for is incredible and you definitely Mm -hmm. yeah I'm paying for my other years and I'm just like oh so hard (laughs) yeah it's brutal (laughs) so the gymnastics community and the MSU community as well in the last couple of years has been through a lot a lot of people know (laughs) and despite it all the gymnastics team at MSU has been thriving you guys have been doing so good in 2020 you posted a program record on floor you guys at that same meet posted your fifth highest score in program history and obviously you were a part of that that same year you guys were going to be in the evening session at Big Tens if COVID didn't ruin the season (laughs) Um, attendance has gone up we've been to a couple of your guys's meets we're seeing way more fans in the stands so a lot has been going right for you guys at MSU in the recent years as well. So despite everything, as a team, how did you guys rise above everything and come out better and stronger as a team? I think we know that we just need ourselves. It's just all about us. We don't need anybody else there. Like It doesn't really matter how many people are in the stands. It doesn't matter who's watching. And we just focus on ourselves. And the more we do that, the more we have fun, the better we do. If we if we're out there, like just kind of like not putting all of ourselves out there and not having fun, it's just usually typically doesn't go the way we want it to, especially if we let like one thing at like the beginning of the meet, like ruin it, it's just all going to go downhill. But if we just stick together and just go out there and have fun, usually that's just the best thing. Yeah. You kind of mentioned it before, but you had kind of, I guess, two seasons ripped away from you because 2020 ended early because of COVID. And then this season, you guys competed in two meets and then your season was kind of abruptly canceled. So for you as a senior, I'd imagine that's hard, but talk about, I guess, how you felt in that moment when you kind of learned that your gymnastics career was ending and then how the team handled that as well. That was like one of probably the hardest like weeks of my life. Um, A couple of us, including myself, ended up getting COVID. Mm -hmm. So then I was sick. We got our season canceled. And yeah, just other things happened during that week. And I think at the beginning, I just felt like a failure to everyone. I felt like it was all my fault. But ultimately, everything happens for a reason. Maybe our season got taken away from us because someone on our team was going to get like super, super hurt. And you never know. So I feel like it all happened for a reason and now I can just focus on bigger and better things. Obviously gymnastics is a huge part of my life, but now that chapter is closed so I can just start focusing on something else. Yeah. Did you at that time, were you contemplating taking the fifth year or was that something that you were kind of just like, nah, like not, not interested? Um, I like thought about it, but ultimately I don't have enough school left at Michigan State mm-hmm. and there's nothing else I can really do with my major at Michigan State. So I just wouldn't be eligible So it just was never really a choice. That's one of the biggest factors that I think, especially like gymnastics fans sometimes don't realize. 
it's more than just wanting to come back and do gymnastics. Like it has to line up with your school plans as well. Like you can't just be on the gymnastics team and then not be taking classes. Like you have to be doing something and and sometimes it just doesn't work out. Um, What was it like for you? I'm curious watching the rest of the teams this season go on and compete. I mean, there was a couple of schools that didn't have a season really, but for you guys to start out and think that you're having a season and then have it just abruptly end, was it hard for you to sit back and watch everybody else around you to continue to go on and compete and, you know, go on to postseason and all of that? Yeah. So I think it was really hard at first. Um, we had those two meets, we got into a quarantine, and then we got back and then we got into a quarantine again. But when we were coming back, that uh, week was supposed to be big fives. And that was actually supposed to be my first meet of the season because I didn't get to compete the first two because I got a concussion like right before season started. And I was just so, like so many stop and goes. I was like struggling with like skills and stuff like just to keep them consistent, you know? Yeah. So I watched big fives and sitting there, I was so mad at myself. I was like, come on, you could be there right now if you didn't get COVID. But like, it's so like, you can get COVID anywhere, you know? So it's just like not in our control. And yeah, I just think it was really hard. But then like just watching like regionals started to become fun. And I have to admit, Michigan winning um, (laughs) nationals was actually awesome. So that was really fun to watch. Our whole team was watching it together and we were like screaming at the top of our lungs. It was crazy. (laughs) Oh, I love that. That's so, I love that like totally because Michigan and Michigan State obviously are big rival schools. So that's so sweet. You guys were supporting them. (laughs) But I feel like in gymnastics, everybody's supportive. Like even just in the big 10 conference, like all of the schools are so supportive of one another. The fan base is supportive. Like we're really big Michigan fans, but we're also fans of the Michigan State gymnastics team. So it's like, I feel like that rivalry is, yeah, yeah, it's more like in football and basketball. It's like a big deal. But when it comes to gymnastics, like we all just love each other. (laughs) I'm curious from like an athlete perspective, do you guys feel like a rivalry when you go against Michigan or is it just kind of like whatever? (laughs) Um, yeah, but like, we don't really hold it against the specific people. Yeah. Like, it's not like, oh, I don't like you personally. It's like, I don't like your team. Like, I don't know. It's like, kind of funny. It's like, it's nothing against you personally. It's just like, Michigan. You know, you're like, I go to Michigan State. I have to kind of not like you. (laughs) Right. I love all the girls. All the girls are so nice, but it's just like the team. But that doesn't make sense either because the team are the girls, but I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> um, so when you look back on your career, what has been like a favorite memory, whether it be college or before you came to college, what is a highlight or two from your gymnastics career? Um, I think the one that sticks out the most is just having the opportunity to do college gymnastics. I committed in May and you go in August, like late May, and then you go in August. I didn't think I was ever going to do college gymnastics, if I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. So just having that opportunity to to do it and then another one when I was thinking about this I was like level nine like that literally stuck out 2016 I won states regionals and nationals and like that was just so it's such a good time I know I was level nine but like I just remember like just feeling so good about myself and just knowing that I could succeed further with it mm-hmm. yeah what would you say has been one of the greatest lessons that gymnastics has taught you Um, I would say probably like resilience, Um, just keep going anytime things are hard. Um, School's hard. You just got to push through it. Keep going. You've got this. Just like with my mom, um, like times can be hard, but just like keep pushing, be supportive of her. Like she's going to kick cancer's butt um, and all of this stuff. Like 
Yeah, just like when things are hard, just keep on pushing through. If you don't mind me asking, is your mom still doing treatments or like, how is she right now? Yeah, my mom's still in her chemo treatments. They were only supposed to take 12 months because she was supposed to do it like one week out of the month for Mm -hmm. 12 rounds, but it like kills her white blood cell count. So then she has to wait until her white blood cell count goes back up to like redo it. So she has like three or four more rounds, I think. So hopefully she's going to be done here soon. Yes, we're, we're hoping for the best for her. What's next for you? Um, I graduate in December, so I still have another semester at Michigan State. And then I want to apply to Western for their child life specialist, like master's, and become a child life specialist and work in the hospital with children and better them and help them be comfortable with what they're going through in life and just know that I've been through some hard things and they're going through some hard things and I can just relate to them and help them. Yeah, I love that because I feel like, so like I said, I I was a foster care worker. Now I do like more adoption stuff, but I wasn't, you know, in the system growing up. So I didn't have any, like, I don't have any experience to draw from, but I feel like you do. And that's, that'll be so beneficial to you even going forward, helping other kids. And not even just foster care, but like just everything that you've been through in life. Like, I know you've been through a lot, but like, yeah, you have so much experience to draw from. And I think you're going to be amazing at what you do. <laughs> And I just want to say we're really proud of you. Like, I know we don't know you personally, but I'm just so happy to see where you're at in life, how far you've come. We've been a big gymnastics fans growing up and we followed you throughout your career. So we're happy to see you graduating and doing well. And and the other thing too, we, we have to admit, like she already said it, but we're like really big Michigan fans. Like we're like hardcore Michigan, but it was around the time you came into college, we started going to Michigan State meets and it was like you and your class that just kind of like drew us into Michigan State. So even though we are big Michigan fans, we're now fans of MSU as well. And you and your class have been like a big part of that. So thank you. Yeah. Awesome. And thank you for coming on our show. We appreciate it. And yeah, sharing for sure. With us. Thank you. Thank you guys for tuning in to this week's episode and we want to say thank you again to Tristan for taking the time to come on our show. We really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us and for sharing your story with our listeners. We wish you all the best in the future. Next week we actually have our very first commissioned episode so we will be talking about NCAA scandals. So this is going to be an interesting one. We have a list. They're all going to be public ones so it's not going to be anything that's like earth shattering or like scandalous we're not going to be spilling the tea yeah we're not going to be like ruining people's lives but um we are going to kind of just talk about stuff and share our thoughts on some of the scandals in the last several years involving top ncaa teams so stay tuned for that make sure you're following us on social media we're all things gym pod on twitter facebook and instagram and you can always shoot us an email at all at gmail.com or our dms are open as well so we hope you guys have a great week enjoy your monday and we will talk to you next week bye, bye.